Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of Q&A Quest. I am Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... David, Fanboy Master, whatever. And returning... Hey guys, it's Eric again. Yes. Can't keep you away. You've got this away. nice rotating suite of good guests. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long I'll be able to stay up, so... That's fine. We'll, we we'll, we'll get some good content out of you. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, so before we started recording, we were uh, looking at one comment uh, from Victor from episode 29, Gex to enter the podcast. I can't believe you named that. And yes, <laughs> so yeah, we recorded the last two podcasts in really rapid succession, in mm. case that weren't obvious. Yes, and in case you were wondering and haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, no, we did not talk about Gex at all that I can remember. We talked about it at least once because we talked about platforming for a little while. That's but. true. Uh, but yeah, so Victor says, boom, shots fired at a supremely popular video game. He doesn't say which because he wants people <laughs> to uh, listen to the podcast. The only problem is we don't remember what game he's talking about. <laughs> like, we, I, I say awful things about, like, a God handful of, of games, like, basically <laughs> once every three minutes. So. Yeah, God of War. Uh, God no. of War. Seems like something I'd have yelled at. Like, I probably said something mean about like an early RPG. I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking original Zelda because we've kind of talked about how you know it hasn't aged well. Maybe Zelda Two, but Zelda Two isn't popular. It's trash. Let's fire shots again. I want to talk about yeah. how bad Star Wars in the Last Hope was. Dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars and Faithless is out like tomorrow, and like. I'm going to play it. it. <laughs> I'm going to play it. And I'm going to... Like, I'm going to play it, and I have no idea... I have no expectations for it at all. Like, the fact that I have to play it is because Star Ocean 2 was such an important game to me almost 20 years ago at this point that it still has a hold over my purchasing habits. Mm. They should have just Think called about it that for just not one quite month. the last hope because this one's out. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to be the last one. The guy who made, who, like, is directing Star Ocean 5 was like, yeah, I didn't expect to be able to get this made, so I sort of sat there and tried to craft a pitch that they wouldn't reject for, like, four years. Because <laughs> uh, he was like, apparently well, if Valkyrie I pitch it and they reject it, is... it probably means the series... Oh, God. <laughs> this is apparently Pal Valkyrie Profile 3 is, uh... It's uh, life is pretty much hanging in the balance of the sales of this game. So, so what you're saying is that everyone needs to buy this game. Yeah, well, I mean that and the cell yeah. phone game. Oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to spend money on the cell phone game, but I will if it gets proper Valkyrie Profile Three. The closest and, we've gotten to a new Valkyrie Profile recently is Lightning Returns. Yeah, I mean I will pretty much buy any Triace game at this point, just because. Or that Exist Archive game. Yeah, I already have both versions of that pre-ordered, just because Triace, you know, occasionally they've put out some of my favorite games of all times, and you know, occasionally they've made Star Ocean Three, which made me want to gather their catalog of games, attach them to a rocket, and fire it into the sun. I had to work. So I'm surprised hard to Square Enix even allowed access to touch that. <laughs> I had I had to work so hard to get Wheels to t touch another Triace game after. It's true. Star Ocean it's 3 true. It, it was it was an incredible I spent like struggle. a year persuading 
the game to play one of them. The fact that I actually bought, purchased, and played through to completion Resonance of Fate is a small miracle. I, I need to, like, the terrible relationship I have with Triace at this point, like, can't, can't be understated. Because, like, throughout the entire PS2 and PS3 generation, they kept just destroying me. Like, so... <laughs> Like, all of the games I played from them, I couldn't afford Valkyrie Profile 2 Silmaria at the time. But all, all the games I pl- managed to get hold of from them for the entire PS2 and PS3 era are so terrible. Like, oh, oh, Star Wars. Radia story oh. was just, like, fun up until the point where the game stopped being funny and it got all serious. Yeah, like, about, like, 50% through Radiata stories, it's like, take your pick as to who you'll follow, evil humans or flawed elves. But, uh... It's like, like, it's like, and then I it, think the best part of that game is is when you uh, get through a mission and uh, Ridley's dad is like talking to the main character. I forget his name now. <laughs> Jack Russell. Yeah, Jack <laughs> Russell. What a wonderful name. Is he related yeah, to dog. Jack Russell? <laughs> Anyways, uh, basically it ends with Jack uh, likening him to an ass, and that's like that was like the most hilarious moment of the game. And then there was nothing like that for the rest of the game. Of course. Huh. Yeah, like that. Like, Ready Out of Stories is not without merit, but it's not great. And then you just get to, like, their PS3 and Xbox 360 output. I am convinced the world is done a favor by the fact that I am the only person that remembers Infinite Undiscovered. I remember and that. that part, and that I remember part how horrible like it was. Oh my god. I own the a en- copy. <laughs> the ending is like a super lame version of Final Fantasy IV. It even has the evil, ugly-looking twins. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. And, like, and, and not uh, only do they go to the moon, they walk on a magical bridge that's like, yeah. that's like all the way vertical, pretty much. I feel like the weirdest thing about Infinite Undiscovery is it's a game called Infinite Undiscovery that has almost no exploration. <laughs> we've got like big fields and we've got fields that throw rocks on you now the weather is raining and if you get hit by this rain long enough you may or, or your party members may or may not go crazy it's like fan fiction and, plus, and, and there's like, like no way to fix it so like if it happens you might as well just reset it's like someone like mixed in a tech demo some Final Fantasy 4 fan fiction and a half completed script <laughs> Like, that game feels so incomplete and so, like, half-baked. It's so bad. And then Star Ocean The Last Hope happened. And I don't think there's, like, words. Like, I didn't even expect good from Star Ocean The Last Hope. Walk everywhere. Bad voice acting. Well, she's oh, even more acting. annoying than she's ever been. It's it's super bad. The voice acting super bad. And, like, it's the. I think the thing that really makes Star Ocean 4 hurt is that it has a good good concept because it really goes full bore into a Star Trek and then bungles every single aspect of the concept of anime Star Trek (laughs) like oh it was a good idea to help them make a nuke in the 50s (laughs) (laughs) oh man and then like the best part is that no one responds to that reasonably because like spoilers for for like the first third Star Ocean, Last Hope, you go to you go back in time to Earth because 
like the last hope's like thing is oh the earth has been completely polluted and destroyed and we can't really inhabit it anymore you go back in time edge maverick is like oh man there's people <laughs> on earth maybe we can try and change this past so that like the earth won't be uh, a polluted hellhole you go back in time he gives them like your starship fuel source and they blow up the earth you leave <laughs> and then like you leave you you manage to escape and then like er, like it's like oh well the earth still exists so that must have been an alternate history earth and like the everyone else is like whoops and edge is like we just blew up an entire planet we killed millions and millions and billions of people so, like, we've got Edge, who is just, like, just moping really hard for the next three planets, and we've got everyone else who's like, dude, who cares? They weren't our ancestors. <laughs> like, no one responds appropriately. We're all from <laughs> No one responds appropriately. It's baffling. Uh, I kind of want to... I think the only one that mildly was, like, sour was probably the cat girl. You're you're actually uh, making me want to play yeah, through entirely through this thing now because it sounds hilarious. Don't forget, completely without emotion. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, is the worst, and her voice is the worst. And uh, oh, and, and Angela Durand. Is everything K at I wanted to shoot her. The only reason I kept her in my party because she's the best healer in the game. She'll I, keep you alive. That, that entire party is terrible, and like. Uh, that game is just really bad. Like, that game is more vanilla bad than, like, Star Ocean 3, where Star Ocean 3, like, Ooh. the things that it bungles are you so still have to walk weird. Everywhere, but at least you don't have to switch disc to do material grind between the areas once you get to disc uh, 3. But yeah, like, Star Ocean 3, like, the things that it bungles are much weirder, and, like, for... For the longest time, I didn't even... Like, it took me forever to find out what the actual plot twist was that pisses people off about Star Ocean 3. Because, like, partway through, I got sick of its arcane... Like, its arcane item-making system that makes less sense than Star Ocean 2. Like, bear in mind, I was perfectly willing to go along with Star Ocean 2's completely baffling item-making system. Or, like, its terrible combat system that kills you if you run out of MP. Mm. <laughs> like... <laughs> That that is still possibly my most hated. Why did you do this mechanic? I have no idea what they were going for with. Oh, if something runs out of MP, it dies, and you get like five attacks in the entire game that can kill something by draining its MP. And it's just you fight like the one thing that does that. And, and since like every game, there are way fewer ways to restore MP than HP. You just die instantly, and it gets really bad. Ugh. So why Star do you, why do you want to play the new one again? I'm con- <laughs> <laughs> I, the, main, I am, the main character has a less embarrassing name than Edge Maverick or Fate Line God. Well, I mean that's not <laughs> oh, very yeah, hard. Yeah, commutes. But uh, as a as a broader point, this should tell you how important Star Ocean Two was to me. Star Ocean Two was so made such a lasting impression on me. It's still one of my favorite RPGs. I play through it with a weird new party setup once every couple years. And like break it in a different way. It's so good. It has, it has I a dude to... with dragon heads, and he loves. Barrels. Yeah, Ashton. <laughs> He's a very like, weird fetish for barrels. He loves barrels. Traveling put a, companion put an for your friend. 
Put in all Atelier game. They go nuts. Tra traveling, traveling, like your traveling companions are your friends, but barrels are also your friends. But yeah, like Star Ocean Two was so, like such a, a revelatory eye opener of a game when I first played it that I cannot, like it still has a hold on my psyche all these years later. Like that. That is why I'm still desperate to play Integrity and Faithlessness. Which I hear is apparently only 20 hours long. Really? I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah it, it's, long, it's long enough so that it doesn't wear out. It's welcome. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that means there's actually some branching to it, which 3 and 4 progressively removed. Or there's DLC planned. Either way, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. I'm going to play it anyway. Oh yeah, Gotti's resurrection's gotta... out tomorrow. Oh, I'm buying. Oh, that's where the wheels is in the. Air. I am buying Gotti. the shit out of that game. You're. And considering Bandai has not talked to me, that doesn't mean good things. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good start. And and thus far, I have resisted the call to review Monster Hunter Generations. Thus I'm far. I'm kind of shocked that you've managed that. Just because you I... wouldn't be able to, you know, get around to writing it. <laughs> Oh, it's just I I don't I don't want to do another one of those. It's, it's the same as last time. Well, <laughs> what it's, would you say about it? Well, I mean, so I gave four or five out of five, obviously, and I feel like it's going to be very hard for me to write a view that isn't that doesn't boil down to well, this isn't quite as good as four. So I'd rather just like someone with a fresh perspective look at it because I think they'll be able to uh, communicate uh, how good it is better than I ever could. But, it's a great tits album. Yeah, like I seriously don't think there's any way that I could write a re good review for it, so I'm going to resist. So, I won't even try. Yep. A and in general, I feel like if you if if you review a game that you think is like the pin pinnacle of that series, or maybe even the pinnacle of a genre, it's you should kind of leave it at that and let somebody else take on whatever the next one is because, you know, it, it's gonna, it's just very hard not to boil yourself down to directly comparing it to the previous game instead of trying to explain what makes that game good or bad on its own. So, I mean, I, I have the Japanese version, obviously, so I already know kind of where it's going to go, so... I'm just gonna avoid that. And cross. I'm gonna avoid that completely, and hopefully, someone else plays it and writes up a great review, which I'm sure someone will. It has to happen eventually. Yeah. So. The only has a problem. I'm gonna run with all the Dynasty Warriors games I review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> you played one. You played them all. So it's kind of hard to explain what to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. But hey, it's weird that the two JRPGs coming out this month both crowded out around like the same five day period. Seriously. Yeah, oh yeah, there's also Zero Time Dillon, which is not an RPG, but another game that if you're a fan of Vision Levels, you might want to pick up and that will give you buyer's uh, dilemma. Oh, Zero Buy Dilemma. I wonder if that's the shots fired when I said that I didn't care that that was coming out. Mm, I doubt it. Probably not. 
Nah. I don't even know that you said that in that podcast. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't I think you although it's that bizarre now. that uh, Axis hasn't sent me code for that game, but uh. considering the fact I've heard some things about how um, apparently there was homebrew that was made for the 3DS that allows you to connect to the Nintendo's unprotected servers and download the entire fucking game. Wow. Any game that's been uploaded to the server, pretty much. So, why, do, yeah. gross. why do they have an unprotected server? Okay. Because um, Nintendo. <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have that's to... not even news. Did you guys have... Like, every console at this point has had at least one hack where it's like, oh, we can just download whatever. Alright, guys, I'm going to have to pause this while I go have a serious conversation with Nintendo about internet security. <laughs> at uh... least this time they didn't take our, like... Freaking credit card numbers with it. Well, this Hi, Nintendo. Came out Encrypt your shit. May, so I don't know if they fixed it by then. But yeah, remember, that, like less than five years ago, I haven't gotten code until you know, no, or nobody's gotten code for that until launch, unless you're like a site like Detroit or something. Because I yeah, haven't they probably seen, I haven't seen a cent of it, but I do have a review code from Spike Chunsoft themselves for the PC version. Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, they probably want to kind of keep the game plot under wraps. I'm sorry, I'm still scratching my head at freaking unprotected servers. Less than oh five God. years ago, we had Sony like, oh, we'll just make it so that any, P- like, the client side determines whether a PS3 can just download anything for free. So, like, this uh, is not news. Oh, my God, and they were using outdated... Apache. Ah! Listen, you, like this is something you're just gonna have to get used to with console manufacturers. I can't. I can't do it. Do. I've taken too many classes on internet security. Let's get moving. Like I'm pretty sure the, the thing that started this was me yelling that Zelda the one is garbage from a butt. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's it's old and. It's if, if I play it again, it'll be for purposes of an LP, and that's it. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't play it, and whenever I see someone that's like, yeah, it's su- still super good, it's like, you you remember every single thing about it. Yeah. I like, wonder if those are the people that, like, hate the newer Zeldas because they aren't like the original. <laughs> they tend to be. I see a lot of crossover between these two. two and why they're so in love with Breath of the Wild, even though there's plenty of other reasons to love that game. Yeah. Yeah, no, Breath of the Wild should look amazing to you regardless of why you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Breath of the Wild, because holy... Crap! That trailer. The only uh, thing that slightly concerns me is whether or not the narrative will suffer because of its open air at um, structure. Apparently, you can beat the game at the very beginning if you want. Yeah, but you'd have to, according to Numa, you'd have to know exactly what to do. He described the sort of person that would do that as crazy. So, <laughs> I'll give him some slack on this. Uh, we'll have to see, and we'll have to see if that's even still the case when the final game is released. Because I'm sure there's they're still making changes as we go along. But yeah, so more opening look Zelda. Those, look at those shrines, a hundred shrines, mini dungeons everywhere. So I kind of like the fact that <laughs> you're using technology now, and you basically have a tablet that has an app for it, most of the functions that Link used to have, like a bomb. <laughs> Listen, I've got a, I've got my bomb tablet, my bomb pad. Hey, there's an app uh, for that. 
I'm going to dunk your head right in the toilet. Um, but no, just like everything that they showed, like just... Like... I don't even know... I don't have words to describe. Like, just the dumb things you could do that were like... The, it's kinds of things I do in Metal Gear when I'm screwing with guards, except you're doing to them to Copelands. Yeah, set set everything on fire. Burn everything. Oh, yeah. Link environmental terrorist. <laughs> Instead of busting pots, we're killing nature. It reminds me, everything's it reminds me fine. of Four Swords Adventure class. when you get the fire wand and you just kill everything. Oh, so. no. Everything, like, that... That game looks like I'm having difficulty articulating this. Like it's it's already like crazy just watching the start of it and like like oh Link has equipables oh there's voice acting oh you can jump oh weapons can break like everything like completely is turned on its head about what you expect from a new Zelda game. Mm. I kind of upset that they are using the stamina mode again, but at least you'll be able to get upgrades to the stamina meter. <laughs> no, there's also just the fact that you'll be able to, like, it, give, it gives Epona a reason to, like, exist. Because Epona doesn't have stamina. But also, just, like, as long as they keep, like, stamina-based, like, item use, I always preferred that to having to keep track of how many arrows or bombs I have left. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be upgrades that, like, have cooldowns that get reduced. Yeah, that'll probably be, like, a big deal. It's like, oh, you went through a shrine, now you're, like, it's a bomb shrine, now your bombs recharge faster. Or you can put two of them out at once. Hmm. Stuff like that. There's lots of cool things we could do. Yeah. And probably will, and have. Also, Link's ability to just climb walls now? Although I think it's a missed opportunity to not use the gamepad as a second screen for, like, item management and stuff. It was probably done in service of the NX version. Mm. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. Assuming the like, NX is something that doesn't have a second screen. I feel like that's the best reason we have to assume that that's the case, just mm. by virtue of the fact they didn't do that. Not I wouldn't necessarily. The other reason the technical one, is, like maybe they wanted 60 FPS and they couldn't do it with the second screen. Yeah, yeah, that's the other reason. Like the the, the two things to assume are either and, the and DNX that would, version. Right, that would be the weak link of it being on the Wii U too. If it was just the NX, they probably could get away with it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But in any case, it's it's a mild like it's kind of sad, especially because the Sheikah tablets are clearly supposed to be essentially game pads. <laughs> but it's uh it's it's really just interesting to look at it and be like this it looks like, like nothing look I've played like before. The, it doesn't look like they're using a shortcut set as Xenoblade X did with the uh draw distance. But it also mm -hmm. doesn't look like they like like the worlds that populated, but that was just a demo, so who knows how much stuff is actually going to be in the final game. Yeah, well, we also know that, like, they deliberately mo removed, like, towns and NPCs from the demo areas. Mm. So, like, we have no idea what the final version of even the areas we saw will look like. Mm. But hey, surfing on your shield. Sign me up. I'm betting when you the Highland Shield, it will never break. 
just like the sword yeah. will once you reforge it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like how that was actually already like a kind of a thing about what makes the Halion shield special, as of like Skyward Sword is like, oh, oh, this shield is completely unbreakable. So that'll probably still be the case. You have to go through a boss rush to get it, but it's unbreakable. <laughs> to be fair, Skyward Sword bosses are probably one of its best parts. So yeah, I was cool with that. I I really liked I actually liked the like the breakable shields and the Skyward Sword. I liked all of the designs that they had, and that's one thing that I'm glad will be coming in with these like all of these breakable equipment is that they have like they have really neat like aesthetic design to all these pieces of equipment that they've never really had a reason to use before. So yeah. now is a good as good a time as any to like oh here's a bunch of like aesthetic design. Plus, I think it gives just gives it a whole better impact when you get like that unbreakable equipment. It's instead of it's just like, oh, I've got my shield upgrade. It's like, oh, I've got a shield that I no longer have to worry about breaking. This is it's yeah. like a significant tactile upgrade. Yeah. Whereas, like before, it was either I could use the shield to tank the hit, but then the shield's in danger, or I could, like, I can try to really carefully time it, but if I fail, I'm gonna take the damage anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, they, they really, like, help differentiate, like, different items. Like, you felt better when you had a new item. Exactly. And then and you get, like, a fully upgraded goddess shield, and it was like, well, I can probably safely, like, use this forever, but at the same time, I would prefer something that literally never took damage. Some people were upset about the lack of hearts. I was like, why? <laughs> It's like you you've got items you can heal at any time now. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like cards. the idea. Yeah, it's like you know, people people have been complaining that oh, it's not hard enough for years and it's like, well, this is a good like modulator. If you are concerned about how difficult something is going to be, go gather up a bunch of food and make it. Like it's not going to be that time consuming to make some food and fill your inventory with healing items. There will probably be stuff you can eat straight off the ground, too, so... <laughs> Legend of Zelda, Snake Eater. Um, and I'm doing green. Snake Eater. Speaking of games that I had to, like, spend, like, a year persuading wheels to play. It's true. Well, you... Well, that was another case of, uh... I had to undo game burning the damage me. that MGS2 had done. Yeah, but... That... That took that took even longer than Star Ocean Three, for the record. Yeah, yeah, that took like I was I was hounding him on on that one for like a year and a half. Um, but yeah, now Breath of the Wild, like it, it's also just interesting, like that that sort of like there will probably be a pretty clear like path that it wants to guide you through because you get like you you'll get to areas that are probably like the like snowy mountain where it's like there are ways to get through this that don't require you to get like the proper equipment but getting the proper equipment is probably the way that the game will try to guide first time players mm. through because like the the bits they showed of the snowy mountain in case somehow people haven't watched this was like oh link goes up there and he starts shivering and like he has to worry about keeping warm or else he'll die <laughs> kind of you know, one of those situations where, like, if you're going through the critical path that the game wants you to go through, it'll probably lead you to clothes that, if you equip them, you'll be traverse the place normally. Right. 
wearing your nice fur-lined pants. <laughs> but he's already got the blue tunic on. Shouldn't he be resistant to cold? That's that's not what the blue tunic has ever done. That's a light blue tunic. Touche. Like the, the blue tunic in like some of the two D games doubles your defense, and in like the like in Ocarina of Time, it made you able to breathe on their water, but that was about it. Listen, this is clear color palette logic here. Also, the blue clothes that he's wearing in all the trailers look more like his clothes. I think than only Wind the, before the I think clothes. only the red tunic sure. in uh, Ocarina of Time protected you minimally against fire. Yeah, it, it did. did. Yeah, like you could fall onto lava and it would take you a second for your health to start draining. But that was about it. Interestingly enough, the the water outfit in the Twilight Princess actually made you more vulnerable to fire. <laughs> yeah. Now that was kind of carrying on the tradition of go like essentially when you needed to go into the water in Majora's Mask. Well, okay, I guess I'll put on the uh, put on the Zora mask. Oh God, what a, what is happening? The fire now. <laughs> you got two different masks that you put them on, and suddenly fire is basically instant death. And then you put on the third mask, and water is instant death. It's great. My favorite tactic in that game was putting on the bomb mask and then instantly pulling out my shield when I used it. Yeah. Then you blow like, up it's, things. Okay, now. I did damage my own face. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm still not sure if that was a bug or a feature. No, it was supposed to work that way, but I think you were supposed to use a shield to protect yourself. Listen, listen man. In software development, there is there are no bugs. There are only features that the customer clearly does not understand. I think it's there it's to use as a bomb in case you run out of bombs. And <laughs> you only have to yeah. take some health to avoid it. Or yeah. not, not be able to avoid it. It's fine. I strapped, it's strapped to my face, but I, put, but I pulled out my shield so it didn't damage me. <laughs> I still don't understand. Of course, sound logic. Breath of the Wild. Oh, it looks so good. Very interesting all music, that, too. Just all that nature. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of animals. I hope you like hunting people. Well, not people, animals. Uh, Definitely the, animals. The, the music in the trailer was kind of interesting to me because it kind of gave me hints of, like, um, actually, some of the Atelier music I've been listening to lately. And like uh, Gravity Rush. I remember being shocked when the tra- when people like played the trailer music from Skyward Sword and Reverse, and it's like, oh, it really is just Zelda's lullaby, lullaby played backwards. <laughs> Which is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm still kind of curious if there's some sort of voodoo being done with the music they show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like it had some really, really pretty music. Like aesthetically, I really adore both this and uh, Skyward Sword. Like, yeah, like they're two of my favorite looking and sounding games I've ever seen. So yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how it turns out, but definitely huge excitement. Nintendo. The answer is it'll turn out really well. Nintendo <laughs> like steals the show with a single trailer. 
the one game much. they had, they stole the show with. Not that, not that there was a ton of competition this year. There's some good stuff there. Well, there was. Listen. And they had Dragon Quest and Ever Oasis. Yeah, well, that's true. Following day. That's very true. Which, unfortunately, uh, I don't think many people noticed because they weren't talking about it on the podcasts that uh, week. I really liked Ever Ever Oasis. Looked nice. Like I will be happy to play that. Me too. Old school mana game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, freaking Dragon Quest Seven finally has a U.S. release date. Think about that for just a brief shining moment. Yeah, remember on this very podcast when we had completely and utterly given up all hope. Pretty we much, we were despairing over that. Yeah. for like five episodes at the beginning of this. We, we must remember to pay tribute to France every year. Yeah, no, uh, we can thank France for this. They made that clear. Thank you, France. We oui, we. Oui. Don't worry, I'm sure that the basis of Mercy like, European Boku. finance is moving to your country even right now, so. Oh, topical joke. <laughs> Alright, any other thoughts on Zelda? Uh, I like it. it's pretty. March can't come fast enough. I guess. Yeah. Oh, and I need to save up for a console. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see what exactly the NX is. Yeah, the, the Nintendo next thing. Yeah. We shall see. Anybody want to put bets on how expensive that thing's going to be? Um, I can't imagine them making that expensive. I'm gonna I'm gonna say on the low end, especially since they've. I remember seeing some comment about focusing on the games and not necessarily the hardware. Leads me to believe it's going to be. Intentionally on the cheaper side. PS4. I I, I suspect it will be aiming closer to like three hundred. Yeah, that would be my yeah. high end. The other consoles keep trying. That's where the other consoles are trying to push above that. I think they want to keep that as their magic number. Hmm. We shall see. Okay. Uh, but we already. It's already got. Two, it's got Zelda and Dragon Quest Eleven, so that's a, that's a pretty good one. It's already punch. two out of the five games anyone should need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of consoles, I think that uh, Sony and Microsoft are going to blow themselves up with their new ideas. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, PS for Neo and Project Scorpio. Like, guys, please stop. I don't want you to destroy <laughs> the remaining console market. With these. I, I don't think they're going to destroy the console market. I think it's just going to end up failing, like the Kinect did. Cause yeah, I'm hoping, that, like, best case scenario, they merely destroyed, like, the projects that they created. They, uh, I don't think they're going to make any games with them. They're just there for the they, VR uh, and, yeah. uh, and the so. 4K support. They are not communicating it, it very well at all. Like, the, the whole video Microsoft had for Project Scorpio was like, okay, what is this? Okay. They so, said teraflops like 800 yes, times. Teraflops, teraflops. Um, I'm not even what, can, we're not making like, any games specific to this. Are you sure you aren't Sega from the 80s of blast processing? Everything still, will run on any... That would in the 90s, never mind. Everything will run I'm on not, like, any I, Xbox One. So those teraflops mean nothing. <laughs> like, I still don't, I don't know what a teraflop, teraflop. is, but I'm not convinced it wasn't made up. 
teraflop. No, it's actually a thing. It's just it's meaningless. Yeah, no. <laughs> like when I say I'm not convinced you didn't make that up, it's usually just me being incredulous that you brought it up in the first place. Not that I'm actually convinced that it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I I don't know. Like it's it was such a miss. Like I'm not even sure why they brought it up when they had nothing to show or explain about it other than that it will come out after next year's E3. I guess it's like, okay, Sony announced their thing, we have to announce our thing? But Sony specifically didn't bring it up at their conference because they had nothing to show. But I mean, it it had already been, like, officially revealed is all I mean. Yeah. At least they had some decent games showing up. Like, they brought Dead Rising 4, which, without Zelda, that's like my game of the show. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm still angry at Ubisoft. What? What did they do? Again? I wanted some Raymond. Oh yeah, Raymond would be nice. Please I'd bring be angry back the Raymond. I'd be angry at them for just not no more. Still no Beyond Good and Evil Two. That's never gonna happen. Um, <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna when happen, man. It's Beyond gonna happen. T- it's gonna be an NX when, game, yeah? and you're gonna have to get an NX. Oh man. <laughs> I've seen I've seen that rumor floating around. Like you think you're joking? <laughs> Listen, like I've seen no, that it, rumor. It's gonna that happen. <laughs> Listen, that that uh, see that's why there was no Rayman game this year because dude is busy. Dude like, is busy. Like, even I've though I know he's actually rumor. busy with some other project, but that's not important. He's secretly actually working on Beyond Good and Evil too. I've seriously seen the rumor floated that Nintendo Bayonetta two got Beyond Good and Evil two, which is just like. <laughs> I like it'd be nice if you were right, but it sounds like something you made up. Mm. <laughs> uh, freaking! I'm trying to think of like things that stood out to me. Crash. Like, uh, no. yeah, yeah, that that <laughs> happened. It crashed and burned, is what I can say. It, I, Listen, it's like if oh. they were actually bringing back actual Crash Bandicoot, I would be hyped as hell. Well, it, it, they did, like, this whole cool thing. Like, oh, his shadow crashed. This is awesome. New crash. We're remastering Skylanders. Crash. <laughs> and Skylanders. Oh, fuck you. Like, the the bigger thing for me is they said, we're remastering them. <laughs> They're coming out in October. What are you doing to them, buddy? Yeah, this like, is... Uns- like, are you shining them? It functions them? on the PS4. That's it. <laughs> are you shining them up? Because, like, if my God... <laughs> It's gonna be the Final Fantasy Seven thing. Uh, like, if that's what they're doing, like, I I hope they realize that that's not going to work. <laughs> My God, Sony, Ratchet and Clank, the game you released to tie in with your terrible movie, sold like gangbusters. Okay, can you just give us some freaking platformers? My oh, God. Hey, speaking of insomnia. Oh, that's Spider-Man. right. Yes, Spider Man. I'm going I, the, the I don't think I've ever game... enjoyed a Spider-Man game. I did play a little bit of Spider-Man 2, or the movie Spider-Man 2, yeah, the movie based one. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting that I, I think I went to the Mysterious level and I was like, fuck this. The, the best thing about the Mysterious level in Spider-Man 2 is the boss fight that ultimately culminates in it, where he's like robbing a convenience store, you punch him once, and he loses <laughs> all three of his health bars and dies. <laughs> Because he's just a stupid special effects man. He has no superpowers. He just gets punched. <laughs> nice. I still think the best Spider-Man game is uh, Spider-Man for it was like PS1 and Dreamcast. Never saw Spider-Man. 
Yeah, narrated by uh, the man yeah. himself. Yep. Yeah. Love that game. I really enjoyed that game. Uh, I'm quite fond of the Ultimate Spider-Man game for PS2. Never played that one. I've heard that's good. Wasn't that made by the same it's, it's good. team that did the the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction game? No, that's Radical Entertainment. This was a Treyarch joint. Hmm. The same team that made uh, the Spider-Man 2 movie game. But uh, There have been a lot of like interestingly ambitious Spider-Man games, like Spider-Man 2 and Ultimate Spider-Man were like I, I the I've, first attempts to make open-world superhero games. I think I play. I think I actually did play Ultimate Spider-Man, but I, I ne- could never get into any of the open-world Spider-Man games, so I'm hoping this Insomniac one is, looks really good. Yeah, like, I'm pleased that as long the Insomniac as it one has uh, no ex- infamous levels of you can do a lot of stuff, but a lot of it's meaningless. <laughs> I really enjoy Infamous, so I'm fine with Infamous, but the the thing uh, that I'm thinking about with this is I'm glad that it is not tied to any specific event that it needs to be out for. Yes. Like, that's not, really important. It's not tied to the new movie at all. Yeah, like, this is not a Spider-Man Homecoming game. It's just a new Spider-Man game. Which, hey, speaking of the good Spider-Man games, remember Spider-Man on PS1 is not tied to anything. It's just generically Spider-Man. And it's awesome. Yeah, very fun. Has a lot of uh, a really uh, bad Spider-Man that. game would be X-Men and Spider-Man. Arcade, oh, oh, why so bad? <laughs> why, man? Why? Everyone played that game because holy crap, that sounds awesome. And then you play it, and it's like, oh hell, why did I do this to myself? What have I done to myself? Like they suckered you in with like storm levels. Yay! Oh, oh, everyone's levels. Gambit can run out of cars. And have no way to attack at all. <laughs> also, it's a gigantic collecticon. Yeah, it's super bad. Super, super bad. Uh, um, but yeah, PS4 Spider-Man with Insomniac at the helm. That is good. And apparently the, the trailer they showed was actually like in-gameplay footage. So that was good to hear. Yeah. I want another Alien vs. Predator beat him up. Oh, man. Capcom. That sounds, just do it. <laughs> Like, Capcom should just go back to the well and, like, bring back... Like, they don't even have to make beat-em-ups anymore, but bring back the crazy suite of, like, ridiculous licenses they used to make beat-em-ups. Like, oh, here's Cadillacs and dinosaurs again. How about some more D&D games? Oh, oh man. I think that happened. It was called Dragon's Crown, and it didn't have the license. I don't know. Would it be a good idea to see another Final Fight? <laughs> uh, well, the last one was Streetwise, so let's not think about it. <laughs> That. I think that ship has sailed. And before Streetwise, before Streetwise, there was a terrible Saturn fighter. Yeah, Final Fight Revenge, which the only worthwhile thing about it is Mike Hager's like ultimate attack, which can only be ex- executed on an enemy that's jump jump kicking if he wins a roulette wheel. But it involves him like pile driving them through the center of the earth. <laughs> uh... Uh, I maintain that Final Fight 3 is the best Final Fight. It's just pretty good. I like Final Fight 3. But uh, Final Fight Revenge's other, like, wonderful thing is that the final boss is a zombie version of the villain of the first game. <laughs> Which is weird because like... Mighty Final Fight has a cyborg version of that boss. <laughs> I love Mighty Final Fight. That's way better than you'd expect it to be. But, uh, yeah. 
Oh man. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with Final Fight resting in the annals of history, but bring Mike Hager into Street Fighter Five, please. I'd be all down for a and <clears throat> and I think it was called uh boy. It was a game that was made by Halkin uh for the Super Nintendo. I think it was called Alkahest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. It's like Hal, stop making just Kirby games. They're they're amazing, but I want something else. <laughs> Listen, the world's lust for Kirby games is unfulfillable. Listen, so they just finally stuck. gave us Kirby and a robot, and I'm like, that's my personal dream. <laughs> It's like, give me more Alkahest, give me, I don't know, another another Arcana, and I won't say Earthbound, because that will never happen. <laughs> also, that, that was like Ape in conjunction with them as well. And, uh, but uh, there was one more. Uh, it was a shmup called Hyperzone, I think. Oh, that's a hell of a name. <laughs> Just another shmup, but maybe not Hyperzone, but just something kind of like that. That's an interesting writing style. Yeah, it's basically basically, a space harrier. Everyone in this is super tall. This looks more Zelda-y than anything. I'll have to look into this. Squaresoft polished that game for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, that's super weird. How have I <laughs> it's like, never? I'm surprised Nintendo heard didn't this. grab it from you. <laughs> uh, how have I never like, even yeah, heard Hell's of this? Was like, Hal is basically a second party at this point, even though they're technically still a third party. It's weird. It's like they could yeah, make it's, it's like game for console if they wanted, but they don't. They choose not to because their arrangement with Nintendo is too good to them. I guess. Yeah, it's sort of like Game Freak technically. They can make other things, but like, yeah, like the last time they bothered was Tembo the badass elephant. That's and good. I don't think I think <laughs> I think that was forgotten the second that it happened. But nobody cared about it. Is it good? Yeah. I'll have to pick it up. I mean it's not the most amazing game. Once you beat it, there's like zero replayability, so It has its charms though. Mm. What did that come out on? Everything? Uh Xbox most things? PS3. What the view? <laughs> yeah, kinda. So it didn't Especially come out on the like Wii U? Everything. No. It didn't. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, it's, 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 basically, like, it's basically they won't make a game on a Nintendo console unless it's Pokemon game or it's under the Pokemon company name. Unless it's like a digital download like uh, Harmonite. Yeah, like Harmonite. Harmonite was cute. It had a Pokemon sound- song in its soundtrack. Or they make a weird game like Pocket, Pocket Card Jockey. Oh, that thing's made by crazy people for crazy people. <laughs> it looks nadish, but it's um. They did release drill dozer on the Wii U VC recently, though. I should rebuy that. Oh yeah, yeah. Drill dozer storing drill dozer. All right. Yeah. I want another pulse man from them. Yeah. Make it all super sentai. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Make, I don't know. Maybe make it uh, beat up in the vein of uh, Bayonetta. Oh, that'd be neat. 
Pulse Man, you missed her, eh? Yeah, we should uh, move on to actual when questions. Get on the subject? Yeah, when did we even get on the subject? E3. E3 leads to all <laughs> yes. subjects. Oh, yeah. This all checks out. Alright, so here's an actual question from Victor. Do you think digital distribution will give video game revenue long tails and move the industry away from the pre-orders and day one sales or everything revenue model? Is it still? I think that's, we've already seen that that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, it's, is, is it really still all about day one sales? I know it isn't for Nintendo games, at least. Yeah. Like, it's partially because of how companies, like, position their titles, where it's like, forget the thing you just played, play this new thing. But it's it's also an issue of, like, people don't tend to dig into legacy titles unless they're discounted to, like, $5. Like, you, you kind of see that with, like, Steam sales, which, like, what's going on right now, and people, like, buy all of the just recently discounted to, like, $0.07 cents per game uh, games and then like but otherwise they don't really buy a lot of games just because like what would there's no visibility of like an older game to remind you that you still don't have it unless like something just happened to its price right like that's the issue digital storefronts still have it's just like how discoverability is terrible yeah and they don't I guess I'm assuming they don't necessarily have people like browsing on a regular basis to storefront even if you want to browse like most of the, like even like the storefronts that are better are still kind of bad to try to browse that's true and I mean in a lot of cases you might even think to go there and it's like okay is this game available you know here which I've done a bit recently yeah So, yeah, not there, and um, I, I feel like there would need to be a seismic shift in how digital storefronts are presented in order to like yeah. give games a second life just by being on. And I, I still, I think that people still don't realize how many people have really terrible internet connections. Yeah, like yes, we're we're moving to this cool, nice digitally age, but there's probably still less people that have a better internet connection on their cell phone than they do, like, at their house connected to their computers and whatnot. And yeah, maybe not even the cell phone. Yeah, matter. it's one of those situations where, like, you're at the mercy of what your, like, ISP, what ISP you happen to have in your area if anyone's decided that it's worth your time, worth their time and money to, like, actually provide decent high-speed internet to your area. Yeah. I still have Time Warner, and it's as crappy as it's ever been. It's going to be even crappier <laughs> yeah. because guess who bought the company? Comcast. Uh, oh, no. I'm so sorry. It's a, so it's going to be what is the monopoly? I bet you the service will be pretty much the same as it was before. They're basically, they were basically a two headed Hydra in terms of bad service anyway. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping at Google. Is gonna do fiber around here, eventually. That'd be nice. Really, <clears throat> just have more than one option anywhere at all, hmm. instead of this weird like try desperately to avoid like coming into each other's turf, so we don't have to worry about prices. 
I have to pay like sixty something every month for the shitty upstream. My downstream's good, but my upstream's awful. It's like four megabytes a second. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, and that's always like those those numbers are always like absolute high point. <sighs> At least they don't advertise it being a high speed anymore because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, speed internet. Uh, yeah, like the the digital future is still oh, reviews of Star Ocean Integrity and Faithless are coming in, and the highest I've seen is a six. Oh, well, I won't say I'm surprised. At least it's better than I was ho- expecting. I was expecting it'd be just as bad as the last game. Then again, that review to like sixes as well. That only means I could probably be more forgiving for it because at least they've got rid of the earth. They've probably got rid of the biggest issue I had with that game. Probably. Wandering around everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh. It's like even three let you warp between certain points in the game. Four? Nope. Gotta walk fucking everywhere. Oh yeah, and it, well, you can go between planets, but you still have to walk back to the spaceship. You can't <laughs> yeah, the spaceship. I'm like walk back to your spaceship. And, and and the idea of quest was, I guess, bad because most of them are endless, and they usually take away from materials you could be using to make armor instead. Mm. And some of them are only one time only. It's like, you don't do this now, you won't be able to do it later. The very first area of the game, the place gets destroyed at some certain point. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, because Tri-Ace games have historically had like wildly fluctuating reviews that oftentimes don't have much to do with their quality, just because like a lot of the good things about them are often hidden deeply below the surface, but I then again, Res- so many of the bad things. Resonance of Fate got review scores similar to this. Yeah, I get the feeling like that most detailed scores usually boil down to whether or not the game's advancing the genre. It's that like, could be. Who cares kind of if that? Like yeah, you, games don't always need to evolve. <laughs> they just need to be fun. Some of the best games I've ever played have just been like progressive iterations on the genre or a series. Which like, is funny because AAA yeah. games like GTA often get high scores, and they are just iterative sequels. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just like cer- certain genres. Once you start getting into like the really like deep cuts of them, you kind of have to start like working out what the reviewer wanted out of it, and, and sort of like judge from there. So I'm still like I will play it, and I will play it with an open mind because I've reached some bizarre Star Ocean Zen. <laughs> Oh, there was, an, there was another part of this question, too. Oh, okay. Uh, and Victor says, or do you think that video game that the video game industry is doomed to live or die by that model for the next hundred years, even though other media like movies can turn a profit via digital distribution revenue if their initial revenue... Oh my god, and I just found some groundbreaking news. <gasps> oh no. Adventures of Mana stealthily slips onto the Vita in Europe. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Maybe we'll get in the U.S. and we can play it on a system with controls. Buttons. Uh, 
if I have to, I will make a European account <laughs> on another memory card. I'll have to make a Euro PSN at some point. Yeah. I have one. I just don't remember what the password was because I made it for like a review code for once for a Steam World dig. Uh, yeah. uh, Which is a good game. You should play that. Yeah, I've heard Steam World Dig and Heist are both quite good. But, uh, Heist is an RPG. Going back to the question. Heist is oh, an nice. RPG? Okay, well. It's, it's a turn based strategy and it's 2D. So oh, it's, me, oh my. I must purchase. I must there, first purchase yeah. this. There is leveling up and loot collecting. So it's pretty oh. much an RPG. But uh, the question that was asked, I think the answer's probably somewhere. I don't think you can really do a one-to-one comparison with like how movies can be distributed versus how games are distributed, just because games like are so much longer. Yeah, and I'm also glad, uh, Victor, that you didn't try and bring up music. Because it'd be like, yeah, because yeah, the songs are a few megabytes, and it's a lot and easier. Like three minutes long. Yes. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where like. You know, you get you get like Netflix, and you you go to a movie, and it's like the things you'll find on streaming are either something that was paid specifically top dollar for by the streaming platform holder in order to entice subscriptions, or they're things that the company thinks like essentially can't ma- make money on their own. Yeah. Whereas, like, and that that what is what you're seeing the few baby steps we've taken towards that kind of platform in gaming, like the ill-fated Game Tap service from like ten years ago, which had Essentially, a handful of games that anyone had ever heard of, and tons of old games that like were never going to make money on their own. Uh, or PlayStation Now, which has like baffling prices, and like again, is mostly catalog titles that weren't going to continue selling by themselves. It's, it's just sort of like the thing you're going to see. Like, I would be. I think the most accurate comparison would be something like Kindle Unlimited, just for in terms of like a book is a similar sizable portion of your life to go through. Yeah, and I think there's also the consideration that a lot of times a lot of the movies you're buying digitally you might just stream anyway, and a lot of yeah. a lot of times the download size for those movies still isn't as big as a lot of games that can get to be like forty gigabytes. And yeah, it's it's worth noting that a movie, even in HD, is probably not going to push. Past like eight gigabytes. Yeah, so that just rewinds us right back to the whole. Lots of people have bad internet issue. Yeah, which is why we can't really push directly to that future. I think there will be continue to be like interesting attempts to change how games are distributed. Like that's bound to happen as time goes by. But like streaming games is so much murkier a proposition than streaming a movie because like of the very nature of input. Del- Play, like yeah. doing like a subscription service is kind of like dangerous because there's only like the the closest we've come to that is sort of like PS Plus Xbox Games with Gold that both sort of do that but like you purchase like essentially it's a subscription where as long as you keep the subscription everything's yours and then once the subscription deactivates nothing's yours yeah and like that's as close as we've gotten but like. You'll notice that those are always a couple of titles a month, and oftentimes you will see repeats of relatively cheap 
uh, to licensed titles because, like, they are a few years old and maybe didn't do super well at the first time around or were indie games that, like, this is how they get more attention and more proper purchases. Yeah. And just going back to, like, the download size, uh, movies, until everyone moves up to 4K, the download, <laughs> the down, the download size... Like with that. The download size is pretty much leveled off, whereas games are going to keep in- increasing, especially uh, once you know a lot more games are like PS4 and Xbox One only, and kind of detach themselves from also having PS3 and Xbox 360 yeah. versions. So, uh, which um, they, they already like Xbox pretty much 360 versions do. of games probably drive sizes down a great deal. It's true. Just yeah. by virtue of the fact that, like, oh, everything else is using a Blu-ray, and that uses a DVD nine. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, yes. like the second you detach from that, like you're probably going to start seeing even more. Like, oh, we didn't filter any. We put in completely lossless audio for like the seven people out there that care. <laughs> Which you know, to some level, what we've been doing for a long time. This is what caused MGS four to be so freaking huge it's completely lossless audio the entire time nice but also not nice but also this is like not a good excuse to like if you wanted to you you were looking for any excuse to say like well there's a good reason this wasn't on the xbox 360 and the good reason was sony gave you money but you didn't want to say that so it's like well it could never fit also everything's completely lossless audio and that's like 30 <laughs> gigabits of the disc <laughs> that'd be like three disc worth of stuff on the 360 yeah, like three gigs, or you could compress the audio, and suddenly it fits comfortably. <laughs> but yeah, like that was just like this. In any case, the reason I'm still angry at MGS4, and this is completely unrelated, is the part where Otacon's like, oh, ha, 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 we're on Blu-ray now, you don't have to change discs. Please sit by for your ten-minute install. Excuse me, I had to get that out of my system. <laughs> I apologize. So yeah, games are going to keep taking up as much space as they reasonably think they can get away with. There's not really much reason to try to like force developers to com- uh, to compress them intelligently, unless and until they really want to bank hard on digital distribution. And there's not yet a reason to really bank hard on digital distribution because, well, there's enough of the country that isn't well served by it and certainly not and certainly the US is not the only country where there are issues with that strategy yep infrastructure's hard yo uh, that's both questions I think yep Uh, so I'm just gonna pause here for a musical interlude before we move on Alright, so we got one more question, comment from Budai here before we wrap things up. Uh, so we'll just 
talk about his question first, and then he has another comment that we can talk about. So, how do you feel about World of Final Fantasy character designs? And would I Adorable. like Horrible. Yeah, I know a certain person on the internet doesn't think so, but you're a pinhead, dude. <laughs> Get wrecked. You take one look at something uh, and you go, ooh, that's kitty-ish. Why don't you actually play the goddamn thing first? It's not even a word. I just like it. It's not even it a word, like, sir. I know, it sounds like something they might say, though. All I'm saying is it looks cute. I like cute things. I will play it. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. So. And chances are it was made for kids anyway. Yeah. So it was never going to appeal to your quote-unquote adult sensibilities. Fun fact. Final Fantasy sells to kids in Japan. Fun fact. JRPGs are for teenagers. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Like, they usually they usually have teenagers in them. <laughs> yeah, like look at the age of every Final Fantasy character. I think the oldest like main character you're looking at is about 20. Which is why I'm so glad that and I kind of wish that more Persona games featured in an all-adult cast, like Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Eternal Punishment's super good, but it's never going to happen again. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, not even Persona 6 will. <laughs> like, like, for me, it's one of those things that I came to terms with. Like, I am not the primary demographic, but I still enjoy these. I will kowtow to the like fact that these aren't made for me, so I can't really impose changes upon them. Like they meant like JRPGs meant even more to me when I was a teenager because they were built for me and like it's okay that they didn't grow up with me because they weren't really meant for me they were meant for teenagers. Yeah, it's just like I know the Sonic Boom cartoon is not meant for me, but I still think it's hilarious. I haven't watched enough of that show. It's good. I watched an episode where where uh, Eggman was shacking up with Sonic because Sonic blew up his fortress. <laughs> And he was being a total <laughs> asshole. That makes that sounds wonderful. Uh, they, they, there's, there's also a, a one that does the whole classic thing where they switch bodies, which is pretty okay. freaking hilarious. Uh, show is amazing. It's it's the it's the Sonic cartoon I always wanted as a kid that I never got. Instead, I got the, trash. That, that stupid, horrible animated piece of filth with a fat robotic where they always made fart jokes. <laughs> That's there's like the one. there's like four different weird bad Sonic cartoons. Oh, they're all terrible. Sonic Underground, that and uh, uh, oh, something man. else I can't think of, maybe the anime movie and uh Oh yeah. The Sonic based on the featuring Knuckles the Mole. And that other uh, one with uh that was all serious and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that that sounded really cool when you were a kid, and then it was like, oh, this is actually well, uh, it it played to its audience at least. Yeah, it did because I liked it when I was a kid. But you and know, then you went back and watched it, and it was like, yeah, well, that didn't hold up. Yeah, it was like, oh, I want to, I still have those silent comics, and now I want to burn them all. I also <laughs> wanted. To, I have always wanted to kill the person who was responsible for making uh, Eggman Robotnik, because because that's totally racist, and the fact that it took place on a planet called Mobius, which wasn't true at all. <laughs> it was, was always um, supposed to be Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a strange like the continuity bible for 
American Sonic the Hedgehog is fascinating and does come from Sega of America. And that's why you see things show up again and again, even though like the creative teams are completely different. It's very strange. So now we've got a weird situation where Eggman's both Robotnik and Eggman. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the bending over backwards they did for that was actually great. It's sort of like Robotnik got the like Eggman treat. Egg, Robotnik got the Princess Peach treatment where like, oh, in America, she's Princess Toadstool. In Japan, she's Princess Peach. Oh, her full name is Princess Peach Toadstool. It, it's also <laughs> weird because uh, Koopa was Koopa when he was first introduced in North America. And then they gave him the name Bowser and they ran with it since. Yeah. But he's still called Koopa in Or Japan. like, yeah, he's King Koopa. But uh, yeah, that's 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 one of those like localization dodges I've always found amusing whenever it happens. Like Guile's best friend in Street Fighter's name is Nash in Japan, and Charlie in America, so his full name Charlie is Charlie Nash. Nash. <laughs> uh, or how they embrace the whole poison being uh, transgender. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's not how it was supposed to be in Japan, but somehow that's how it happened. <laughs> so it's canon now. What else? But, uh, but yeah, so Capcom. localization, yeah. Also, oh, we're probably out of time. Yeah. <laughs> we one of the weird, one of the weirdest localization things I've ever seen would be anything that happened in Mega Man Battle Network Four. Really, anything like the, the, in Mega Man Battle like Network Five? In Five, uh, there was this weird sequence called the Underpants Dance. Why? What? You know what? You know what? Again, again was it Battle Network 4 the one where they hack into a meteor? Yeah. <laughs> I Which, don't... I hope that came from Japan, because that's amazing. Listen, man. They, uh, yeah, I, they basically Armageddon, I guess. Listen, man, I need to stop this show and go have a talk to that meteor about running on secured service. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Listen, listen, the meteor didn't think anyone would actually try to hack it. It's fine. Well, clearly the meteor didn't have a uh, clear and concise security plan. It, it wasn't a, wait, it wasn't not an underpants stance, but it was like some weird method to remove your underpants without taking your pants off. It's like, why? <laughs> that sounds horrifying. <laughs> it ends up horribly for... for Decal or whatever his name is in the North American version. I can't remember. Now. I'm, I'm sure that it ends horribly for anyone. Trying to remove your underpants without removing your pants is usually a recipe for like ripping them against your like skin. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Let's not think about it. Oh. All right. Let me. Read. Not to mention the numerous translation snafus in that entire series localization. Listen, I won't I won't be satisfied until someone's terribly fan translated Mega ha Man Battle Network four and a half real operation. Oh <laughs> <sighs> well, we need to go though. Alright, let me just yeah, read uh, one last comment from Burdai and then we'll wrap it up. Speaking of platformers, okay. I just beat Mario World three D Wii U. Great game. Not as great as two Galaxy games, but those are masterpieces. Uh, I pretty much agree yeah. there, but I. The Wii was uh, far from my most played console last gen, but they delivered the biggest masterpieces in Mario Galaxy and Xenoblade. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's good, ridiculously good one-two punch. 
Um, like the Wii, much like many Nintendo consoles, where the third-party support is often bad, is really a Casey at the bat situation. Yeah. Like the games are either like out of the world amazing, or like, well, at least you don't have to think about it ever again. <laughs> yeah, and there were a lot of there's a lot of bad random junk on the Wii as well. Yeah, but that's. I also think that, like, I'll, I'll just say right now, I think it has a much more interesting library than most systems because if you're willing to look through what's on there, it's just strange. Yeah, there's a lot and, of like, weird different stuff than on there. By. But that's that's enough for today. Yeah, the we- the weirdest yeah. things I've ever seen for the Wii probably would be the Opoina game. And- yeah, I was just gonna Opoina. say that. And uh, maybe even Pandora's Tower. I mean, Pandora's Tower is nothing great. special on its own, but the but the subject matter is weird. Yeah, it's a weird game. I, I love I, because I have such a love for weird games. I have a lot of just weird things on Wii that no one else. And unfortunately, bought, it, like, uh, another code R never made it to North America. That was yeah. Trace game. memory, trace memory, which like that was kind of a sequel, kind of a remake too. Is pretty interesting. But, like, I don't think that any of Sing's games really sold well here. Also, uh, uh, speaking of weird, interesting Sing games, uh, Little King's story was kind of neat and kind of weird. Yeah. And it was better on the Wii than on the Vita, because they didn't, because they just fucked up the art. Is it essentially the same game with new assets? Yeah. It's, it's the same game, but uglier, because, like, they made a more generic art style. I hear it's the still worth playing. It's kind of a pick. I hear the old ones coming sort of to thing. PC. Yeah, you should play it if it does. It's good. Yeah, what's I was gonna say? Um, Sonic Colors, uh, surprisingly uh, awesome Sonic game on the Wii as well. Like that. That was finally the point where they were just like, "Well, we're budgeting basically nothing on this, so we should just make a basic Sonic game." That and like the story and the voice acting of that game is hilarious. Yeah, I like how the got, beginning. Like, I like how it just begins. Like, yeah, I'm blowing up this place. <laughs> yeah, like it's an it's a freaking Eggman like amusement park. Which I love. One, the one thing that's consistent about his character is that Eggman's ultimate goal is always make an amusement park, make an amusement park, okay, mark park, make an amusement park. He just wants like, to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur and Sonic's just wrecking him. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> A poor man. All that 90s attitude has turned him into a monster. He's just waiting for Madonna to reappear in the game. You have to remember, though, Eggman's the champion of feminism, even though he's turning things into robots. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, he is listed He is listed as a self-described feminist in the Sonic Heroes... Uh, Sonic Heroes! Uh, no, no, we're done, we're done. I'm not <laughs> listening to that song again. <laughs> Listen, learn. Tell, everyone tell your Twitter so that we can go away. Uh, at Askwheels, send me questions and MP3s of you singing the Sonic Heroes theme song. If you put those in this episode, I'm going to kill you. Oh. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he's going to send me like the next episode to be like, check, check the audio levels on this, and I'm going to be like, fine, and then it's like the first thing that's going to... Be there, Sonic Heroes, and I'm gonna hate the hell out of him. I'm pretty uh, sure I've already done that once. So you have done it once. That doesn't mean you won't do it again. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Eric, your t- Twitter handle, please. Twitter handle 
<coughs> excuse me, Twitter handle is Eric RPG. And uh, anything else you'd like? Fun. Yeah, uh, I do have a YouTube channel, Funny T Man. I oh, cool. haven't been busy there lately, but I do occasional snack reviews uh, and drink reviews. Okay. Non-alcoholic okay. drinks, although I have done some alcoholic drinks. Um, it's just not inherently an alcoholic drinks thing. Yeah, because I'm not a big drinker. Um, but uh, other than that, you can find a bunch of reviews on websites. Uh, and uh, the ones I frequent the most... The right for the most would probably be bostonbastardbrigade.com and uh, totallygn.com. Nice. Mm. But you can find all my nonsense on my Twitter, like I just said. Although, I should probably promote my blog more, but I hardly ever update there, but that would be the apostagamer.com. And you haven't haven't made random uh, Kingdom Hearts jokes at me in a while. Nah. (laughs) Uh, I played that out. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm done sure with they'll that. come back into vogue once 2.8, a fr- uh, that's, 2.8 that's right. uh, final chapter uh, prologue comes out. We need the ultimate Kingdom Hearts game where Maro Maro from uh, Blue oh, Dragon no. serves you sea salt ice cream. No, sold. Oh. Oh. Why? Just for wheels of suffering. I'm at Fanboy Master. You can Sonic at songs Block. all day. Oh, I hate you people. <laughs> okay, we're done. Peace out, folks. Enjoy the selection from the Sonic Hero soundtrack. Oh, yeah.